Hi, everyone. Uh, thanks for listening to the League 31 uh, Drive the Lane podcast. Uh, this is Coach Boardman. Uh, joining me is Coach Tao. And we're here to bring you another uh, edition of the PNTT uh, preseason grouping podcast. Uh, we have the Powell group here, and this is going to be a fun group. Uh, not because it's uh, my group, but because I think we have four really fun teams uh, to talk about. So, so we'll start at the top, the number one uh, seed uh, in this group, the Rockford Files. Uh, always a really top uh, team. Um, they were a top 25 team last year. They finished number 24 in the NTT, number 15 in the power rankings. Uh, they graduated the 148-151 class and brought in the 149-175 class. And what's intriguing here is uh, preseason, they're the lowest ranked team of this group. Uh, so, so what do you see from Rockford? Are they maybe underrated uh, coming into this, this season? Yeah, you know, it's just, it's interesting. You know, they, they lost their senior class, like you said, which was not overly talented, um, but it was all three big guys, two of which started at Power Forward and Center. And, and they played obviously well enough for them to, to have a one seed in the NTT last year. So, uh, you know, I think that, that Rockford struggled a little bit relative to expectations once they got to the NTT. And I think part of that probably was the, the lack of the talent down low once they got to, to meeting up with some of the other teams uh, in the NTT that had kind of the big guys that could, could make you pay. Um, but, and, you know, you're, you're bringing in a relatively similar uh, class of, of big guys. Um, you've got 6'10", Devin Wanamaker. You've got 6'9", George Williams. And, you know, then you've got a guard, Cody Lewandowski. So, I, you know, I, I think that Rockford is probably counting on one of those guys to start. Um, and, and it'll just be interesting if either one of them can can hold down the fort, so to say, uh, to let the, the, the guards, I'm assuming there's not going to be a change there from the starters last year. Uh, Luke Davis might move down to power forward, uh, has the size. But, you know, you've got three 20-plus uh, point-per-game scores back. I, they're still going to be as dangerous as ever with their starters. Yeah, th- this team, their top-end talent uh, off the charts. Um, looking at last year's squad, they graduate their power forward and their center. Um, two very challenging spots to replace, uh, but I think they bring in Wanamaker and Williams will be uh, steps forward uh, from Powell and Paddock. Uh, yeah. So that is very scary to see um, a, a team that was a one seed last year and they lose two starters and they replace them with better players. Well, and I think it's, it, you know, specifically Wanamaker looks like he fits really well with this team. He's coming mm-hmm. in, he averages almost five assists a game in high school, uh, you know, and, and the, the defense, you know, is th- averages three steals and blocks uh, and, and seems to be, you know, not a complete zero efficiently on offense. Doesn't shoot much, but when he does, he's pretty efficient. So I, I like Wanamaker probably at that center and, you know, I, is just going to give them another playmaker to to hit open passes to, to those three uh, kind of guards and, and small forward. It's, it's a pretty good fit, honestly. Uh, three guards plus Williams, if he slides into that power forward spot. Yep. 
Um, he was a 40% three-point shooter in high school. Um, maybe he could stretch the floor a, a little bit uh, for yep. this squad. Um, Luke Davis was a first-team all-league player. You know, he has a league player of the year potential. Um, if they can avoid foul trouble, uh, that's really the only uh, downside of this team is their bench. Uh, their players here look like they belong in Conference 9 playing <laughs> – competing with Huntsville uh, every single week. Um, It's just not a strong bench. So if they can keep those five starters out on the floor, um, they're going to be one of the best teams in the league this year. Yep. And and statistically, one thing that I want to watch again with Rockford is, is it looked like last year he was, he was able to make it an entire season without a bench player attempting a three pointer. So I'm interested to see if that strategy continues this year or, or uh, if Coach Future Star is able to, to rein his guys in. But I thought that's always uh, interesting little statistical anomalies like that are fun. Yeah, that's, that's remarkable. That's awesome. All right, uh, moving down uh, to the number two uh, team in this group, the Huntsville Rockets, uh, coached by yours truly, uh, Coach Boardman. Um, last season – uh, we had a 14 seed in the NTT tournament, had to play ourselves in uh, through the conference tournament. Um, won five games, uh, was the number 17 finisher, um, ended up number 30 in PR. Uh, we graduated the 125-148 class, uh, one senior in there, one bench player, one NA. Um, and we bring in a 56-65 class, uh, so a little bit. Uh, in that class, and I'm interested to hear what you see in uh, this team this year. Yeah, Coach, I'll uh, I'll kind of make a couple comments, and I'll I'll open the floor up to you to get some real insight. But uh, you know, I like you said, you were able to play your way into the NTT, and then you know, once you were there, uh, performed really well. Um, so I, you know, I think the the talent you do lose um, your shooting guard, uh, average almost 20 points per game. Uh, not a big three-point shooter, but but was an efficient um, from two-point land and, and, you know, got to the line a good bit. Um, you know, I think that your losses at, at guard um, with your, your Jeff Lindsay moving on is, is kind of a, a replacement-level player. I don't think you're losing a lot there at the backup point guard spot. And I, I think with the, the talent you brought in on your freshman class, he's easily replaceable. So, I, you know, Coach, do you think that you've got a ready-made plug-and-play replacement at shooting guard? Yeah, so uh, Emmanuel Hurd is probably a natural shooting guard. Um, I, I had to bump him up to point guard last year just due okay. to uh, lack of options. Um, was really interested in recruiting a, a starting point guard. Um, Brandon Martin uh, started the season with like a four to one assist turnover ratio. Yep. And that uh, slowly, you know, decreased to two and a half to one um, by the end of the year. So he comes in, he has good handling, um, testing him out right now and scrimmages that are running tonight to see if he can take over that spot. Um, Dustin Fontaine is another player that, you know, it intrigues me a lot. Um, can easily slide into that backup point guard position. I have no hesitations. Yeah. You know, if he needs to play 
uh, minutes or come in and lead this team if the starting point guard gets hurt. Um, th- there's probably not room for both of them in the starting lineup. But Emmanuel Hurd and Bailey Napier are two of the best players to come through Huntsville. And uh, Blake Nixon was the first, like, max tie that I've brought in in my you know, 12 or so seasons that I've been yep. uh, 16 seasons in League 31. So it was nice to, you know, compound those uh, recruiting classes together. Um, this might be, you know, Nova Sad and Dixon's, well, this is their last shot. Um, they've had two fairly deep NTT runs, and uh, we'll, we'll see if we can put another one together. Yeah, I, I think you uh, you got a good shot. I, I I really like you know what you see with uh, like you said Brandon Martin. Um, I think him and Fontaine both uh, bring bring a lot and and are definitely good options to rep- to replace Hiles at, at um, shooting guard and and Lindsley at, at backup point guard. I, I think the backup point guard position with either one that ends up there is is definitely an upgrade, and I think that uh, Fontaine brings maybe an element of shooting that that you maybe haven't had as much um with with Hiles if if uh you know he's at 25 percent it won't be the same position obviously but you get get some somebody that comes in shooting what 40 over 40 percent from three in high school and that's uh almost 43 percent so that's that's nothing to sneeze at so that's a that's always a welcome addition yeah and I always look forward to this tournament because I, I'm not getting any uh, strength of schedule helps uh, in my in-conference play. Uh, conference nine has four teams that are preseason uh, in the two hundreds. Uh, so um, five teams, they have five, we have five teams now, uh, two interim coaches. So if anyone listening to this wants or has a nose of anyone who's looking for a team, uh, conference nine is open and, uh, we're looking for uh, more talent and more coaches to join our join our ranks. Yeah, I think you should you should um, you should get a couple of out of conference tests for sure. You've got obviously the the teams that are going to be your regular season opponents in this, but you've got Topeka as well, which looks like they're going to be a, a definitely a game squad there towards the end of the year as an out of conference. So that'll uh, give you plenty of options. Love to see it. Uh, moving on down uh, to uh, Eugene, uh, the number three-seeded team in this group, uh, preseason number 30. Um, last season, they were a PTT squad, uh, finished uh, number 73 in the rankings. Um, just two seasons ago, they, were, they finished number five in the rankings. They graduated a top 100 class, uh, number 7148, and they bring in the 119-114 class. Uh, so what do you see from the guillotines uh, this year? Yeah, you know, they're, they're going to have a lot of high-end upperclassmen talent, uh, and that's obviously always something that that you want in this league, and, and it's tough to, to replace when you lose it. So, you know, they're, they're losing uh, – they're, they're – departing senior small forward Marcos Gatlin. They're losing their backup point guard, uh, Christian Swoboda. And then then they, um, I guess, both point guards, honestly. Uh, I guess Sean Matthews played point guard, backup shooting guard. So they've got some some holes to fill there with their guards. Uh, But I I think the talent on the team 
that they have currently is is able to do that. Uh, it's really just going to be can you know their their guys Justin Blunt, Amon Curry, uh, and Bennett Roberts can can those three continue their play, elevate it, and and can you know you've got a little more size in Jalen Dixon who brings a really good shooting touch to that center position if they choose to play him there. Um, I, I think he could be a real game changer for them. Um, the the recruit rankings don't seem to to marry up with his stats uh, coming in as a freshman, so it'll be interesting uh, if he gets the call to to be a starter or kind of some some instant offense off the bench. Yeah, I think this freshman class has kind of a low, medium, and high uh, players uh, coming in, and that kind of balances out, you know, to kind of a mid level class. Yep. But uh, sliding Jalen Diaz into the starting lineup, you know, wh- whoever they play at small forward, if they slide Blunt or Curry down there, they're going to start at six nine, six nine, six eleven at those forward and center positions. Um, all three guys have all conference, you know, maybe even all league uh, potential. Um, that that's going to uh, be very difficult uh, for other teams to counter. Yep. Um, David Hart played a little bit of point guard last year. Uh, so looking to fill uh, that spot um, might come from there. Um, you know, it, maybe they slide Bennett Roberts down and fill in the shooting guard spot. Um, since uh, Roberts has been trusted, you know, he, he's been a starter for three seasons now. Um, I'm going to get with him and, you know, the bulk of your talent at small forward power forward and center you just need a point guard who's not going to turn the ball over and can run the offense through those players yeah I I agree completely I think that they've got you know the options there Um, I I think you know David Hart looking at his kind of what he's done in the past I think makes a lot of sense kind of turning it over to him so um, we'll, we'll see what coach decides to do I think he's got a lot of good options and and I think that, like you said, Jalen Diaz allows them to 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 move some of their more talented players to to fill some holes and, and be creative. So I think that there's a lot to like with this Eugene squad this year. Awesome. Moving forward, our last team in this group, Bloomington College. Uh, they were an RTT squad uh, last season. They graduated the 133-107 class and brought in the 45-28 squad. And despite being the number four seed in this group, they preseason are the number one ranked team at number 17 with uh, four classes here, uh, three in the top 50, uh, four in the top 50 if you look at uh, the Hardwood uh, magazine ranking. So a lot of talent here. Um, do you think that they can uh, piece it together? You know, I I think the talent's certainly there. The, the, their problem is that they are in that gauntlet of Conference 15 and just, I mean, you know, just the heavyweights of heavyweights in that conference. And, and every night you just, there's no, there's no easy games. So it's, you kind of, you kind of look at their, their recruit rankings and, and where they're starting the season ranked, but then you look at, you know, their success recently, you know, there hasn't been any NTT success. They've only been to four ever, uh, none in the past five seasons. 
uh, one conference season tournament, one regular season conference championship. It's just a, a brutal conference, and and it's going to be tough. But that said, they need to, you know, you know, you need to win these games early to to kind of bank some wins and and, and kind of be okay and and lay a foundation. Like, hey, I'm going to lose some you know, some conference games, and and can I get to 500 in the conference and play well out of conference and and squeeze into the the NCT? And then with that talent who knows what's going to happen. So I think that, like you said, the, the freshman class is more talented than the outgoing class. Um, you know, you bring in a guy like Gianni broker, um, at 27 point per game, 60, almost 62% shooting, uh, in high school. Don't know what else he can do, but that's a pretty darn good start. So, you know, a guy like that coming in, can elevate your team and, and add, you know, a true number one score that maybe pulls you to a different level in a tough conference like that than maybe you haven't been in the past. So it'll it'll be interesting to see between him, you know, Patrick Williams can kind of do everything. He was a undersized uh, power forward, probably has a better position elsewhere. Um, kind of how these guys pair together, they're not losing anybody. So it's kind of just coach, you know, has a lot of options to work with. And let's see if you can put it together to – to really compete in, in that tough conference 15 and, and obviously, you know, kind of have some upsets in the, in the PNCT here. Yeah, they went uh, three and three in the PNTT uh, last season. Um, and then only managed to go three and 10 in that conference, yep. which looking at this, you know, talent that they have, that's just ridiculous to think that, you know, that's how tough conference 15 is. Um, it kind of reminds me of some of my older uh, Huntsville squads that were really talented, um, one through 12. Unfortunately, you have to stick two of those guys on NA and, <laughs> you know, five of them don't really get to place. Yeah, don't do you any good to have to have that balanced talent across the board as much as it does a couple of studs to, to really get you where you need to go to. Of course, I, I think uh, Gianni Booker is their Brooker. He is their stud. Um, yep. He's, you know, this is a class that they can continue to build off of. Um, Bloomington's by no means going to uh, fall off a cliff here. I think they're only going to get better, um, especially if they can uh, build on this streak of recruiting success. Um, last year, it looks like they played with a lot of different lineups. Um, trying to figure out, you know, what works best for them. Yep. Um, and but again, they have the talent. Looks like they have the height. Um, maybe not that high-end talent, but when you can start, you know, five players who, you know, there's no weakness, um, that, that's a very um, encouraging opportunity. You should be competitive every night. Yeah. It's just – when you're in conference 15, um, you can take some beatings for sure. Yep, you can. And, and one thing that's, you know, I, I think you see a lot of the position changes and, and trying stuff out. I, I think that, you know, unfortunately when you are in kind of that conference 15 environment, you, you maybe you, your first inclination is probably the right one with your lineup, but you just, you don't see the results sometimes, even if you have the best options and then the guys in the best spots and you just try and tinker and it can lead to, to not being, you know, as good of a team as you possibly could be because you're, you're just kind of stuck there 
trying to figure out something that works and, and it's just tough as a coach to to really know that you're doing the right thing without getting the results you think you should have for sure so a fascinating group here um rockford as the number one seed is the number 89 preseason rank you have huntsville and eugene at 29 and 30 and the highest ranked team in the group is the four seed at number 17 in bloomington so uh, who do you got uh, coming out of uh, this group here uh, coach yeah you know I, I you could honestly make a really good story and and kind of make a convicted argument for any of the four i think i'm going to stick with rockford um you had the success last year uh, one seed in the in the NTT, and they've got their top three guys back. And I, I really think that Wanamaker fits really well with those top three. So I, I'm going to stick with them, uh, but it would not surprise me at all uh, if, if your squad or Bloomington knocks them off. I think that, that kind of they're, – they're my top pick, and, and you guys are, are duking it out for number two is my, uh, my guess. I, I would agree. I think Rockford's the best team and they're going to have the most success in this group. Um, I, I'm actually going to be uh, pick a, my home team here, uh, Huntsville. Good. Um, do it. It's starting two seniors at power forward and center. Um, countering that against the two freshmen that are starting at Rockford. I think we have um, the experience down low. Um, and we have the defense and experience at, you know, uh, point guard, shooting guard, and small forward. We'll start four uh, juniors and seniors. Um, we know what we have. You know, we're not playing much with a lot of lineups. We're just trying to figure out, you know, who's going to slide into that starting spot and who's going to slide into that um, backup point guard um, spot for this year. Uh, overall, um, you know, not an easy schedule for Huntsville. Uh, uh, Rockford also has um, some tough games, but uh, no one in the top 10 um, on, in any of these schedules, it looks like. So, again, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked to see any of these four teams um, win the group. It might be a four and two, you know, tie-breaking winner. Yep. You know, where – you get, you know, multiple teams at three and three coming into that uh, last game of the, of the tournament to really decide uh, who, who makes it out and who doesn't. Um, and it might come down to that point differential. So uh, who can, you know, keep the pedal down and, yep. you know, earn those uh, tiebreaker points uh, when things are going their way and who can kind of scrape and claw back um, if, uh, they're not going to win, but they can, you know, win or lose by less than um, getting blown out. Yeah, hundred percent. I I don't disagree with anything you said there, and I think you've got uh, a really good schedule to to make that argument. And I I personally I always like uh, a coach that's confident in their squad, so I like hearing that, and then you're not shying away from it. So that's good to hear. Well, awesome. It's been a pleasure, Coach. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to this um this has been uh, coach boardman and coach tau bringing you the powell group in the league 31 pntt podcast 
Uh, thanks for listening and uh, please uh, go check out the other podcasts. Thank you. <laughs>